Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Mailbag Edition. I'm Matthew. Mailbag! I'm Judah. Uh, I was hoping you were going to play the By Brother Date part after that. <laughs> I did a... I chose differently. It would have been It would have been nice. Okay, well, hey everybody, it's not a Star Trek week, it's a Mailbag week. Thanks to those who sent me. Mailbag! Okay, alright, this is a delayed gratification kind of thing. I see what's By happening. Brother Thank you. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? Yeah, something like that. The timing, I think, was perfect. Didn't, <laughs> didn't mess me up at all. Anyway, those of you who didn't send mail can eat it. Um, <laughs> yeah, why don't we just jump in, I guess. Yeah, for sure. On September 25th, Shannon wrote, at Brother Date, Sorry about no book report yet. Turns out Bridge to Terabithia isn't on Audible, so I'm having to actually read it, like, with my eyes. I assume that was how she was doing all of them. Yeah, I didn't know she was audiobooking them. It's been years since I attempted to listen to an audiobook. I think I listened to the audiobook of Tina Fey's Bossy Pants when I was driving back from Florida mm. on New Year's 2013. Yeah. I could not do it just like on a commute. I for sure would not get any of the things that happened in the book. Yeah, commutes can be distracting. Uh, and again... Don't do it in, if for anything that you really want to retain. Because I listen to them here like podcasts sometimes, and I I get about half of it. Because I'm just working and doing other stuff while I listen. So, like, I did one. I've done a couple of biographies like that, and you can kind of jump in and out of people's lives, but I wouldn't say I got the full picture. But, um, so, that, yeah, I guess that's how she's been doing the other ones is audiobook. Yeah. So, who knew? I mean, look, I mean, I guess if we were real pals, we could read Bridge to Terabithia. Nah. To send that to her, and then she could do a book report. But. Send what to her? The audio of us reading Bridge to Terabithia. <laughs> Create the audiobook, you mean? That's correct, yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. A DIY homebrew open source audiobook. That'd be pretty good, but if we were going to do an audiobook, I would like us to really carefully choose the material. Well, I know which audiobook you would want us to do. Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Oh, man, we could do so many great... We could invent the voices of all the characters. Oh, no. I don't do an audiobook where people do voices. Oh, well, Not since that time I James listened Doohan. to the one where James Doohan <laughs> read Star Trek Three, Opening hailing frequencies, Captain. Uh, maybe, maybe that falsely colored my... My idea of what an audiobook with voices sounds like. Well, that helped me choose, because we're going to do the biography of James Dewan. We will do the audiobook of. There must be one. I assume so. Do you think it's got a... Do you think it's called Beam Me Up God, or... <laughs> <laughs> Beam Me Up God. No, it's... Uh... um. Uh... 
No, that's that's really good. I can't top beat beam me up God. Broke. Hmm? Uh Beam Me Up Scotty by James Doohan. Ah boo well, <laughs> No, by J- James Doohan and Peter David. You know him. He wrote the book you won't read. Peter David. Yeah. You know, we, I said uh, long ago when we started this podcast, I sent you an item. Oh, yeah, an item that it troubles me. Its baffling presence troubles me. It's in, it's on my bookshelf, I think, still. Imzadi. Yeah, that's correct. I thought he just wrote no, horseshit fiction. He writes horseshit nonfiction? Apparently. Yeah, all right. Well, we should have known that guy was a tool with his two first names. Fuck that guy. Man, who is this supposed to be? Huh? Sorry, I'm looking at a book he wrote called New Frontier. Oh. And you're looking at the art on the cover and going, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's like seems like he's just invented a whole new character. Oh, I see Spock and Picard in the background of one of these images. Spock and Picard? What is this? Some kind of... Uh, it's a TNG hero Some book. kind of lame unification fiction? Yeah, something like that. Uh. <clears throat> On the 25th, Shannon also wrote, at Brother Date, our boiler is for heating and hot water, so it runs year-round. The flu started dumping out water, which shouldn't happen. It's fixed now, but we have a huge hole in our ceiling that nobody wants to repair, because we live in a dumb new build with metal joists. Hmm. Now, I don't know what half of that meant. Uh, A metal joist, it's like when you get a custom PlayStation controller, um, but the joists are made of metal on that. That sounds expensive. <laughs> but just the joists, though. The rest of it's still made out of plastic. Have you ever thought to yourself, should I get that Xbox Pro controller? Uh, I don't know. What's What does it do? It does $150. Yeah, then no. I haven't thought that. Okay. I've never thought that. That's all I know about it. Uh, I have a... a what's the Nintendo? The Switch? I got a Switch Pro controller. I think it's called that. I got some kind of Switch controller that's a, a big... A big clunky controller like I'm used to is when I have to use the weird little ones. Yeah. Do they have them in, like, when the Wii came out, you could get them in, like, different form factors. Like, this one looks like an SNES controller. Oh, I'm sure they got Or this one's like like a GameCube controller. Yeah, I bet they got, I bet they got all of that. Well, for one thing, the, um, uh, it come, the game system comes with, like, a controller handle that you can slide the little controllers into that reminds me a lot of, like, uh an n64 or like such as type controller oh the n64 had the the two little nut sacks hanging out at the bottom <laughs> the, the, right? the nut sack triggers yeah something i it had like uh that eh, doesn't matter it was purple <laughs> yes it was purple <sighs> you're doing okay you're hanging in there yeah yeah all right well yeah. um uh but also uh, okay, so she said she has a hole in her roof that no one wants to fix. Yeah. she got to be careful because uh, I was listening to the Tony Kornheiser podcast. Uh, I guess I'll make that the recommendation of the week. He's a real cranky old man. He gets older by the day you can actually mark it. <laughs> He's so old now. Anyway, uh, there was a rodent of some kind in his house, and he took pictures and was showing everybody else on the podcast. And they were trying to guess what kind of rodent. Turns out it was a flying squirrel. Wow. That got in through a hole in his roof, and apparently they're known to do that. I don't know if they got flying squirrels where Shannon lives, but they will come in the hole in your roof and try to live in your home. 
Well, she specifically said it was a hole in her ceiling. Oh. Which I think was from the leaking water. Right. So hopefully it did not open to the exterior and allow London flying squirrels in. <laughs> That's right. Gotta be careful. They're city squirrels. Well, yeah, they're for sure they're untrustworthy. Yeah. Man, I, a flying Hooligans. squirrel is pretty exotic. Where well, does Tony Kornheiser live? He lives in D.C. Um, he, he did not know what kind it was until the, uh, I don't know, the trapper or whatever came to to reclaim the thing that he had caught in his bathtub that he had like a bucket over. But <laughs> when he took a picture of it, he was describing it. It had like a kind of a stubby tail, a thick stubby tail, and um, I don't know, the size of a squirrel roughly thereabout. But they didn't know what it was. Their guess was vole. Just based sure, on... because that's a word you've heard, but you've never seen one. <laughs> right. And yeah, the the guy they called to come and take the thing away told him it was a flying squirrel. So apparently that happens. So watch that out. That's wild. Yeah, it freaked him out. He just saw it like running across the carpet. And he's like, my, oh, that's not good. My first thought when you said he had a rodent that he couldn't identify was maybe a nutria. <laughs> that would be hard to identify. You know, like, would you know one if you saw it? No. You'd be like, is that a tiny, is that a mid-sized capybara? What am I looking at? <laughs> is that a beaver? I don't understand what it is. It doesn't have the waffle tail. That's true. You you would discount beaver, but then you'd be like, I would, lost. I would have said tailless beaver, for sure. It likes the humid areas of my house, bathrooms and under sinks and so on. Um, Apparently, it's also called a koipu. Oh. Uh, and some people call it gomtu, which is weird. <laughs> Well, it calls itself gone too. That's right. Yeah, only the telepaths know that part. Hey, we already did those episodes, right? Yeah, those are. Done. I don't have to talk about Tin Man anymore. No, but we're about to go on the clock again. But you've already watched one of them. I had to, I did watch one this weekend That's while good. I was. Well, now you can look forward doing a to... kind of a kind of weekend work where I'm mostly waiting for my counterpart in another company to give the all clear. Now you can look forward to watching the one with Barkley, and the one with Moogie. And Scorpion Part 2, and an Enterprise episode. I don't know which one. It's called a Hatchery, so my hope is that they're going to discover the long-extinct avian Zindi or something. Oh, that'd That's be sort of the, my headcanon about what might happen in that episode. Okay, well, we'll see if you're close. Uh, yeah, yeah, back on the clock. Uh, Marjan tweeted. Oh. And it's a retweet. And it's a retweet of a retweet. Oh, and we get all good. the way to the bottom. Yeah, what's the tweet? It is a uh, it's a tweet of Andy Reid in the locker room. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a video. <laughs> and what he is saying to the people is, <laughs> not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect. <laughs> the end result, though, is that sucker's going to sell for a million dollars. I love football coaches. They're, they know exactly one thing. They don't. They don't ever learn a second thing. As long as they live, they'll never learn a second thing. Uh, well, yeah. they, listen. They all do know another thing. It's civics. It's from when they were high school coaches, and they had to teach <laughs> civics and driver's ed. Usually, well, apparently, yeah, they didn't have this guy teaching any kind of fine arts because uh, he was unaware that Mozart, not a celebrated painter. I mean, our main sports coach. At the high school we went to was the U.S. history teacher, and he seemed fine. Yeah, I mean, high school history class, it's going to be hard to either shine or falter, I think. But on the other hand, I wouldn't be crazy surprised if he had said, 
not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect <laughs> in class. Yeah, so anyway, the Chiefs had barely won a game. His point was the team was, like, uh, as long as it's a win, that's what counts or whatever. But, um, right. <clears throat> hey, who do you think he was trying to say? This is something Marshawn and I have had a, three conversations about already. That's an incredible question. <laughs> Whose paintings are commercially viable, but might not have been perfect? Here, here are my... Here are the leaders of the clubhouse, based on the right. three conversations I've had with Marjan about this. Picasso seems to be the one painter that everybody knows. Right. And also known as painting like a weirdo. Sure. So that, I think, might be where he was trying to go. Except then I think that one is so obvious that that would pop off the top of your head so fast you wouldn't have time to mess it up. Yeah. It would be so, like, the instant recognition that your brain would have when you thought Painter would go to Picasso, and that's what you would say. Okay, so he gets a slot for being, in your guess, probably the painter with the broadest name recognition. Yeah, like, any dummy on the street would know Picasso was a painter. Two, someone with an M, like right. a so Monet, Monet or a, a Manet. Yeah. Right. This is easy enough to make a M mistake with. But, you know, oh, stupid phone, but your painting would still sell. It's someone famous, but it's, but he, but he did an M whoopsie. Category three here, the third choice, he thinks Mozart was a painter. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the most likely, I think. <laughs> that he meant to say Mozart. He said Mozart on purpose because he thinks Mozart's a painter. Of those three options, what do you think is the most likely? What about... I mean, it's so tough. Like, you want to give him credit for it being a slip of the tongue. Yeah. Like, I want to be charitable and say, this is probably number two. But then, did, did he have anything in mind when he said not all of Mozart's paintings were perfect? <laughs> yep. Or was that an assumption that he was making? Yeah, he probably assumes there's some that were left on the Listen, floor. You know, they weren't great. Listen, some art historian is going to back me up on this. There must have been some Mozart painting that wasn't that good. But if right? you tried to sell it, it would still be worth a million bucks. So I would like to be charitable and say number two. However, I find number three compelling. That he, he, that just he thinks it, Mozart yeah. was a painter. <laughs> I wish I, I want to believe that's the one because it's really it's really perfect for and Andy Reid, by the way. Who looks more like a football coach? Oh, uh, he's a Tubby McTubbs. He's got. I mean, no one since Dick Butkus has looked more like a football coach, right? He's got wild mustache. Yep. Uh, used to be bright red. I don't know if that's gone gray or whatever. You should look like you have a mostly sausage-based diet to be a football coach. One hundred percent. This guy eats brats and yep. other sausages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got favorites, but he will eat any sausage. Yeah. Um. Hey, I want to know from our overseas. <laughs> Our overseas correspondents are um, are soccer coaches any better at knowing things? Are they like more cosmopolitan? Do they like understand how things work, or is it just all they know is the beautiful game? I want to know the answer to this, so somebody help me. It really is football coaches. Like every once in a while, a Tommy Lasorda or something would come out and say something, or just do a Weight Watchers commercial or whatever. <laughs> right? Yep. Exactly. Uh 
was it lean cuisine? What was Tommy Lasorda's? What did he what did he hawk in the man? 90s? If you told me it was catheters, I'd believe you. That guy could have hawked. <laughs> well, it's anything. catheters now, probably. <laughs> could have. I mean, we all remember Jimmy Jimmy Johnson doing the extends commercials. So <laughs> I mean, it could be anything with big dumb professional sports coaches. But it really is football coaches, and and by the way, it can be college football coaches too. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, the only time basketball coaches get in the spotlight is when they're saying good things. Yeah, like you'll get a, a Popovich or a Steve Kerr or somebody who has a right. real um, a real modern political opinion. Right. And uh, they seem like they're much more cultured and that they are paying attention to what happens in society. <laughs> I mean... I don't At know. At least why. that's the story of basketball coaches of this decade, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is that it, the basketball coaches are able to do that, and the football coaches are just like, I know the four three. <laughs> I know nickel. Are you talking about nickel? No, I'm. I asked you. A, I was just asking you your opinion about under uh, very under very specific circumstances. <laughs> I'll go all the way to dime. I know dime. Do you want to know about dime? No. Uh, actually, I had a accounting question. I was just asking you what you do with your. Uh, how, how your benefits work in the NFL. I don't know about that, but I'll tell you what I do know. Special teams. <laughs> I know. Ta- you you got to win on special teams. You got to win in turnover battle. Tackling in space. And also, I know about uh, play, playing hard. Playing to the whistle. Do you want to know about playing to the whistle? I know that. We, we got to go out there and play our game the way we play. <laughs> All right, I mean, this we is, can't let them make us play their game. We got to play our game. I appreciate it. I just this is turning into the worst barbecue ever. I I was just trying to make some small talk. My wife knows your wife. Um, do you um, do, do you take your kids to school in the morning? Oh, I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't put up with shenanigans. I don't uh, like locker room tomfoolery. Can't win with it. Okay, yeah, coach. Listen, all I'm saying is we're doing sewer repair and we're going to have to turn the water off for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. What um, do you do? You want to? I got an opinion about uh, uh, the spread option, coach. I got a uh, the backhoe is right back. They're right there. We need to get into that pipe. Well, let me tell you about uh, the pistol formation and uh, what I think we can do this week against Denver. Denver, what do you, coach? Denver. Uh, so I read this Mozart's paintings tweet when Marjan sent it in. I think I read it pretty early in the morning. It might have been one of those things where I saw the notification at 6.15 a.m. And ordinarily I would sleep for another two hours. But as soon as I saw it, I was up for the day. <laughs> my brain just locked in on it Dude, as I happened to look at my phone. And then I went, what? You got to stop looking at your phone. But my phone is how I wake up. I know, but you have a bad wake up plan. I just had a bad wake up. For somebody plan. with hypervigilance, you have to make sure that the phone is just a of in another galaxy. I have mine <laughs> I shut like to, uh, totally silent and turned over so I can't see any light. Cuz if I if I hear a notification at like fucking 5:45 in the morning or something, I will be awake forever. But how will I know if a uh, the gym that bought the contract from the gym that bought the contract from the gym I actually signed up with has a referral offer. <laughs> if I don't trying catch to, that text right when it comes in. Trying to bring you back to the gym that's 
that owns the gym that owns that you went to yeah. that owns the gym that you yeah. went to. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. On October first, Shannon wrote in. Listen, I'm not saying that my sleep uh, idea is perfect, but um, sometimes I have weird time. I experience time anomalies. It's like being high, but um, without having to do that. Okay. Well, it's whatever works for you. Uh, on October 1st, Shannon wrote in Rutabaga. Now, you and I both forgot what that meant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's too bad because it had a very specific purpose. And then you responded Are you in danger in a weirdly specific way that requires you to reach out for assistance over Twitter and only to Brother Date? Because that reminded me of. Well, I guess it was during that big soon that not soon. Yeah, the big tsunami on Christmas Day, like a million years ago now. When was that? Like two thousand four, five? Uh, it might have been two thousand five. I think it was this, maybe the same year as Katrina. Uh, when I was watching uh, a documentary about that, and somebody had texted a loved one catastrophe right before they died, and I always thought that was an insanely long thing to text if you were in yep. a real emergency. <laughs> So I thought maybe we had thrown that out as an emergency word. I'm going to see how many uh, letters I have to type into a text message to Katie before it gives me, before I can just tap catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. Let me just do it in this Google Hangouts to you. It uses the same keyboard. C-A-T-A-S. I have to type five letters and then I can select catastrophe. I so wonder if phones were good at that in 2004 they, or five. In 2005, they definitely were not. No. The, whoever was texting was doing T9. So yep. they went right. two, 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 <laughs> two, uh, two again. <laughs> but you have to wait a second so that it knows it's the next letter. And meanwhile, the waves are just coming in. <laughs> he finally got the catastrophe. Then I think he got tired and just I had mean, to rest. A tsunami is a slow building event. Like the waves, once they come in, there's nothing you can do about it. And they come in faster than you can run. Yeah. But, but not like. 10 times as fast as you can run. Like, maybe 1.5 times as fast as you can run. Yeah, that guy could have got away, but he got tired from texting Catastrophe and laid down for a nap, and that was it. Yep. Well, he was following my disaster plan after that. Yeah, well... But he had to, he had to run out of juice first. That's your default plan. Um, that's true. So, yeah, so that's why I thought maybe it was an emergency summons from Shannon. Um, but she eventually replied, I'm okay. In an episode from March, you announced that Rutabaga was the code word to see if anyone listened to the Star Trek pods. Thank you for your concern, though. Uh, we fucked that one up. Yeah, we didn't remember. We set it up. So we said, you'll have to text us Rutabaga. And then we said, Rutabaga is not the real word. We'll change it later. Oh. And since then, both Ryan and, and we, then we forgot to do that. Since then, both Ryan and Shannon have texted Rutabaga at us. And both times we were like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't even remember Ryan did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it just a few weeks after. All right, don't, let's not use that word anymore. Apparently, it does not stick in my brain. I did not remember the purpose of that at all. You should probably well, use Mozart. It was a, first of all, it was a bad choice because it was confusing because that was the secret code word when we were children. Yeah. If one of our parents' friends ever had to pick us up from anywhere. Oh. Uh, that's So my first weird. thought was, Shannon's trying to kidnap me. <laughs> that's right. How'd she get that word? Who told her? Now I have to go with her. It's going to take me to mom, I guess. Uh, yeah, new code words Mozart, for sure. We can't tell it now. Do you understand why we can't announce the code word now, right? Why? Because then we could just, as soon as they see the episode in the feed, they could just text Mozart and we'll think they listened to it. 
Oh, okay. It has to be like towards the end of an actual Star Trek pod. We have to drop the code word there. I got you. Okay, it's not Mozart, everyone. Not that. Maybe in between TNG and DS9. Those two are going to be in first and second most of the way out, right? Uh, Yeah, probably. Jeez. I can't imagine the other three are going to get much done. Um, I tweeted from the Brother Date account. Whoa. To Murder We Pod. Okay. We're fucking Danish body. Because <laughs> he said we were Swedish. Yeah, because there was a, uh, that angry Swede in that... Uh, There's an angry Swede, wrote, so. and he referred to him as Judah and Matt's uncle. I think because he was named Nils. He was named Nils. Yeah. But they don't spell it the way we do. Nope. Not even close. No, I did not They're underst- like, why would we even need an E? That's right. <laughs> I did not understand that character and why he was in the episode at all. I was he served confused. no purpose in that episode. He's mad at the guy. Then the next day, she's like, oh, you got your problem solved? And he's like, I don't have any problems. And he leaves. And that's supposed to be suspicious. But he had nothing to do with this. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that's that. just a dumb misdirect. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, well, they're not going to make him the killer. They already described him as the angry Swede. Like, they're not going to make the angry guy the killer. So what's he here for? Nothing. Uh, anyway. I'm glad you read out the Brother Date tweet. Because the Brother Date doesn't tweet very much. It's, it's infrequent. Yeah. But I thought since it applied to us both, I should tweet from this account. That's fair. Also, I would have to log up my secret password uh, password storage uh, methodology to find my actual Twitter password. <laughs> you know, it's like all encoded in a very special way, and I don't. But that means I have to look it up every time. Sure, it's because you don't, you don't, you don't do Twitter, right? You just do Brother Day Twitter. Yeah, I used to, but I hate it, so no, I don't. No, Twitter is. Except for you and you watch. It's pretty awful. Yep. Um, anyway, on the third, Shannon wrote, uh, I thought about this randomly like six hours later. Sorry I didn't correct him at the time. And then uh, Dana Brog. All right, good. Fell from the sky, dude. Right in the middle of battle. Just fell from Was the heavens. Was that the history of that flag? Yep, just fell from the heavens. And they went, well, we're going to win now. Look at this cool flag. A white cross on a red field? Yeah. And then they won the battle, and they went, I guess this is our flag now. God gave it to us. Man. Yeah. We have some dumb ancestors, huh? <laughs> yep. Well, I think everyone on the planet was dumb in that in that time period. Most people now. Uh, and then the most recent tweet was from you. Oh, good. Uh, this prankster, because we don't know that Romulan's name. No, I don't. But remember. there he if is. If he told us, I don't remember it. And you tweeted, and everyone should check this out because it's too—it's too long for me to just play the video here on, uh, on the podcast. But you tweeted the Saturday Night Live sketch oh, that yeah. introduces the concept of Brock Tune. It's amazing. It's amazing, especially when you consider the era it was in. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. having a uh, Mr. Belvedere fucking fan yeah, club Tim, meeting. Tim Meadows, I think, as himself, <laughs> could be. Because he's there for a comedy night. He shows up to, for a comedy night at what appears to be a rec center, uh-huh. or a community center of some kind. But he gets there too early and he walks in on the Mr. Belvedere fan club where they have just taken a vote to give him the special nickname Brock Toon so that they can identify each other Out if in they the ever world. meet in different cities. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you a fan of Brock Toon? <laughs> and then he ends up in a jar. Yeah, because they, obviously they are obsessive fans who think the question is raised for a vote should we kill mr belvedere that's right 
uh, and then maybe should we just keep him in a jar in the basement or something? And yeah, that ends up happening to Tim Meadows. It's amazing. Um, and it's one of Tom Hanks's funny Saturday Night Live appearances. He's really good in it. He's very natural. He sweats profusely the entire time, but um, he comes off he comes off very natural in that crazy fan club. He is meeting. he is very good. And before you tweeted that, I had just uh, seen someone had reposted the Black Jeopardy sketch. Oh, yeah. He plays the redneck (laughs) who has all of the right answers. Yes. He happens to know all the right answers. Also, is very good. Yeah, my favorite part of his performance in the Brock Toon sketch is when they take the vote of whether they should kill him. (laughs) And he counts up the votes and he goes, All right, the nays have it. It shouldn't have been that close. Shouldn't have been that close. (laughs) (laughs) Really good. Yeah, and that's because of uh, It's the, uh, also great if you want to remind yourself that uh, Adam Sandler was not good on Saturday Night Live. No, the whole in that whole skit, he's just doing a Billy Madison. And it's like, oh, did he just do Billy Madison and that's it? That was the whole Also, thing. He's, he's dressed like, but has none of the charisma of... Fuck me. Why can't I remember the name of the lead singer of Pearl Jam? Oh, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. I know. Why uh, Why has God forsaken you like that? Making you forget Eddie Vedder's name. It's very sad. Yeah. I'll have to watch later that Argentine man singing Yellow Lead Better or whatever. He's really good at it. He's extremely good. It's really good. Uh, and of course, sorry, that Brocktoon tweet was because we did a Brocktoon reference in the Star Trek episode last That's week. That's right. Although you and I spell it differently, apparently. Um, I learned that you spell Brocktoon without a K. Oh, I meant to spell it with a K. Oh. That was just a whoopsie. Well, I retitled it when I released the episode, so okay. it's with a K in the feed. Yes, I meant to spell it with a K. I, I, I'm so... I don't know what's happening. I type worse every day. It's MS. I know what it is. It's MS. But <laughs> yes, you and I both have MS, and it, we just have different symptoms. It's MS. I can't remember Eddie Vedder's name, <laughs> and you can't type. It's MS. I type worse every day. The typos are increasing exponentially. It's actually getting kind of crazy. Like, I can barely get through any sentences at all without making a wild typo. Yeah, I was doing some uh, some Duolingo timed practice earlier. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, just watching this fucking thing count down while I mistype Spanish words over and over. <sighs> it's so aggravating. I think it's because I type on so many different devices and keyboards now that, like, my fingers don't know where exactly they should be going. Man, I spent a bunch of money and I got a mechanical keyboard. It's loud as hell. I'm sure you've heard it all the time. Yes, yeah, so you told me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I do not type one one iota better on it than <laughs> I did on the fucking $10 Amazon Basics bubble keyboard that I was using before. And you were hoping it would just have a physicality about it? That it would improve your <sighs> typing? The, the liars on the internet say oh. that it does, yeah. They're like, oh, it's so tactile. You know exactly when the button presses. Mm. And it's like, nah. Nah, though. My problem has never been I I ain't pushed the buttons hard enough. That's never been my problem. Yeah, I fucking slapped those things. I had a typewriter and a mechanical typewriter, and I wrote essays in longhand all the way through uh, high school. So, like, yeah, I hammer them pretty good. Yeah, those must have been the same lying internet reviewers who told me about those towels that were lint-free that ended up being the lintiest (laughs) towels. I don't want to open it up to discussion again. I've heard everyone's takes on lint. I'm just saying... Those liars on the internet said, these are the ones if you want to avoid lint. And then they were like, it was extra, extra linty. 
Well, that is the end of the mailbag. Oh. Oh, no, sorry. That's not the end of the mailbag. Okay. We have a special call-in via email. Oh, good. Our regular correspondent, uh, Bari, wrote in uh, with an email that says, Thanks, as always, for the entertainment. You're welcome. That's it? That's it. I, there was no attachment. That's it. Barry, if you were going to send us a vi- uh, audio, oh, a video would be interesting, an audio email, you didn't do it right. You messed up. So, yeah. but he, you're, he, you're welcome. He he took one of the methods that you advertise every week. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know why we do that. I guess because we got we started getting know. them. Uh, that's the end of the mailbag. No, ready for a quick sports roundup? Okay. Now sports round. Uh, I was not planning to do a sports roundup, but I've been sitting here on uh, Twitter and I noticed that Patrick Marlowe is trending and that's because he's coming back to the Sharks. Oh, he's back, baby. This uh, just broke in the last hour. so That's great, except he's 100 and I don't know what that's going to do for us. Um, the Sharks are 0-3 going into tonight's game. 0-3. And the games haven't been close. <laughs> no, so their coaches haven't had to talk about not all of Mozart's paintings <laughs> nope. were perfect. <laughs> nope. They've been so imperfect that they haven't had to come around to that uh, that explanation. Uh, yeah, they lost like, oh, I want to say 4-5-1-4-1-3-1 one, or something like that. They've been, they ain't been close. It's very distressing. They, got re- they didn't re-sign Pavelski in the offseason. Um... Other than that, it's mostly the same squad from last year, so I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's early days yet. Sure, I mean, it's a six-month season. It'll keep going. So. Well, it is, and also, the preseason is like eight, eight games? God, I wonder if it's even that many. It's, I think it was, we, we always had three home tickets for the preseason. Yeah, I think the... So I don't know how many total games they play, but not many. The preseason keeps getting shorter in all sports. Like, in the NBA, I think there's something like five preseason games now. Uh, I think the Warriors are playing four preseason games against the Lakers and one against, the like, the Timberwolves, and that's their preseason. Um, Let's see. NHL. <clears throat> I'm going to figure this out. Also, I'm going to check to see what those scores really were. You know, because it's important. To be right. No, we'd want to set the record straight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was four one five one three one. So I just had the yeah, sequence messed that's up. That's basically, basically exactly what you said. Yeah. Um, and I'm checking their skidge. Let's do preseason. And it looks like there were only six. Yeah. They, so, they lost five of those. Okay. So they're bad right now. Yeah, they're pretty bad right now. That's undeniable. But Marlowe, huh? That's interesting. He's 40. Um, and I don't want to make I'm, you feel bad, but that's too old. I'm 40 in Korea. You're pretty soon you'll be 40 here. <laughs> you know, a year. Yeah, I still got a year, man. Yeah. Don't, pretty, it's pretty soon. Don't rush that one on me. Well, that's what they say for Geo, so I'm going to say it for you. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's really interesting. So he and uh, and Thornton are still there, but no Pavelski. I'd rather have Pavelski. Can we, I want to get rid of the two old guys. Oh, well. 
Mm. Uh, but we we knew he loved playing for the Sharks. He never got rid of his home around here. So it was only a matter of time, I guess, before Patty came back. I wonder if he's just going to come back to retire or what. I mean, a guy who was uh, trying to sell me ant killing services uh-huh. was talking about how Jonathan Chichu's house is right up the street. Oh, he never moved either? Apparently not. Uh, I saw his picture at some... Uh, or maybe he's renting it. I mean, it probably probably commands a pretty high rent. I saw his picture at some some little food hole in San Jose one time, and he looked wrecked. And I thought, ah, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Well, that's how you end up in at Iguanas at 3 in the morning. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I hadn't seen that. So, well, I love Patrick Marlowe. I'll always love him. But uh, I don't imagine he's going to be very helpful. Uh, that's all I had for sports around. I got something. San Jose State's 3-2. and two. Yeah. That's, but as, okay. So this it's is shocking, true. though. They, they beat Arkansas. I think we talked about it mm-hmm. last time. Uh, then they didn't beat Air Force. No, but they were closer than I thought. I, the, for me, that was a schedule loss. Like, no matter what they did against Arkansas, they weren't going to beat Air Force because it was less than a week later, again on the road, so two in a row. And Air Force has an option attack, which is extremely difficult to defend unless you've had time to prepare. Right. So I thought they were going to get absolutely throttled, and they were actually really frisky. They just couldn't finish drives. Like, they turned the ball over deep in Air Force territory twice in a row early in the game when they could have gone up like 21-7 or something. Mm-hmm. And then they just, you know, they lost. Um, but also, you had this one as their best remaining chance for a win. Yeah, New Mexico's trash. So it's good that they beat New Mexico because they're not very good at all. So they're 3-2 and two on their way to potentially... Uh, three and eight or three and nine. I don't know how many games they play this year. Yeah, it would be three and nine if they lost out. I think UNLV is the next best chance for a win, and that's their eleventh game. <laughs> so, but it, they'll be coming they off could, of several losses in a row. They could go in three and seven, and it might be hard for them to yeah, muster it up. That's yeah. the problem because UNLV also stinks. But I, I don't know. That's, that could be a tough run. Yeah, they got Nevada next, and then it's you know all the Mountain West teams that should kick the shit out of them. So. Uh, but still, I didn't think they'd get to three wins this year. And after they beat Arkansas, it was like, oh, shit. Like, they won a game they definitely were not supposed to win. So if they win some of these toss-up games, like, they could get as many as four. I don't know. I'm just saying, if they beat UNLV, that's four. It's pretty crazy for San Jose State. They're not going to beat Hawaii. They're not going to beat Boise. It's been a while since they backed into the car care bowl. <laughs> They're not going to go to a bowl. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 100% not going to do that. Hey, half the teams go. That's I nothing. I understand, but no, yeah, they don't have a shot at that. They need, unless they bring back the whack, San Jose State's not going bowling anytime soon. <laughs> uh, who's even bad enough on the West Coast to make up a whack that San Jose State could win? Oh, in? you'd have to throw like New Mexico State in there because they don't even have a conference. Um, God, you'd hope they'd get paired up with the... Uh, with UNLV and New Mexico as well, because those teams suck. They're going to bring Davis up? Yeah, you'd probably bring up some shitty California school, like a Sac State or somebody. Um, maybe Idaho could then jump back to 1A, since they've had to go down. Um, the I'll, Vandals? Yeah, the poor Vandals are they're toiling now in the FCS. So It's because no one wanted them. <laughs> the Sunbelt kicked them out. A team that essentially gets relegated to the FCS... 
also stands a good chance of not doing well in the FCS. There are enough oh, decent yeah. teams in the FCS that oh, yeah. you could drop down a division and then go, huh, it's not really much better down here Every for us. year, one of North Dakota, North Dakota State, or South Dakota State beats a Big Ten team. Like, there are some really, really good teams out in the middle of nowhere. Um, the Montanas are good. Really, that whole area. That whole area up by Canada, but where no cities are. Right. A lot of good FCS schools there. And then random ones like in, on the East Coast, like uh, Villanova is usually pretty good. Um, New Hampshire has a good uh, good program history. So, yeah, you're not going to be as good as them if you got k- straight kicked out of the Sun Belt because you suck so fucking hard. The Sun Belt. Because <laughs> the Sun Belt booted New Mexico State and Idaho, and Idaho just went, well, fuck it, we'll just give up then. And New Mexico State is still holding on to, I, I don't know what kind of hope. I don't know what they think is going to happen. Uh, man how do they fill up that schedule new mexico state yeah i don't know i feel like it must give them opportunities to get paid a lot they probably just sign up to get throttled by like 10 different teams in fact they're probably making more money than they've ever made because <laughs> they're just i guess but like who are the other big independents navy notre dame well no navy's in a conference these days but army's still independent um army would notre navy, dame would a navy go into conference usa or something no nah, they went to the american Athletic Conference. Oh, okay. That's one of the remnants of the Big East. This is fascinating for our overseas listeners who had some confusion about athletic conferences a few episodes back in the Murder We Pod. Oh, yeah. They, when they're talking about the Pac-10. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, UMass, they're independent still. Uh, they were one of those good FCS teams that finally made the jump. Liberty? I think Liberty's independent. Hmm. I think. Anyway. Notre Dame, obviously. But, you know, there are enough teams that they, that need non-con schedule that they will beat the shit out of New Mexico State. Yeah, but it's like, what do you do in week seven? Who's scheduling non-conference opponents in week seven? That is the problem. Actually, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to see what New Mexico State's doing. This is a good... This is, I, I, I am actually curious about this. Because um, usually you put them shits right up at the front. So they are 0-6 this year. <laughs> With losses. Oh, Jesus. It's so bad. Uh, they lost 58-7 against Washington State. They, That's a poor showing. They lost 62-10 to to Alabama. They lost, okay. they lost 31-10 to San Diego State. Now this is well, why it's better than the other two, but also it's against San Diego State. Go ahead. <laughs> this is why I said New Mexico's trash. They lost fifty-five to fifty-two to New Mexico. Okay, that's a rivalry game, though. You know, that's the game they would be up for. It probably has a fun. It's probably the Turquoise Cup or something. They're they're trending up without a win. They lost thirty seventeen to Fresno, uh, twenty to thirteen against Liberty, and next they've got Central Michigan, so a MAC team. They're going to lose that game. They got Georgia Southern, who's going to run the option all over them. Okay. Uh, Ole Miss. Now, see, that's what's good is the SEC often schedules cupcakes late in the season. Uh, Then they got UIW, which is a uh, uh, FCS team. What's the... Sorry, what's UIW? Uh, Incarnate Word. Okay. (laughs) Um, Then they've got UTEP. That's kind of okay. a rivalry game. And then, I didn't think so. And then the insane schedule quirk of a second game against Liberty. <laughs> okay, that's... 
So that's what's happening is at the end of the season. independence. At the end of this season, they can only find another independent and one that they've already played. That's right. They're going to play Liberty twice this year. Ouch. Yeah, maybe they might have to give up and join a conference at FCS. That's not a good... This doesn't seem like a good solution. Well, maybe they can uh, split with Liberty. We'll see. Or maybe you can just go ahead and design another full conference realignment. Um, it's It's constantly ongoing. I designed one probably within the last three weeks. Now, do you... Uh, do you still do that on paper or do you just have a Google sheet maybe now? Uh, paper. Hmm. I did it on paper the last time. I think I have done it on a Google sheet, but, um, cause it's usually, it just pops into my head and I just, I just sketch it out when I get a good idea. Someone's gonna, someone's gonna find it, right? And they're gonna do it. Do you follow the college football territory map? Oh yes, I certainly used to. Um, I've been following less of college football in general this year because I follow four teams and they all suck. So it's uh, been hard yeah. to pay attention. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. I just want to take a look at the week six map because uh, San Jose State should have territory on it. Oh, because they beat Arkansas and you think Arkansas might have some territory? Let's Because then, then they lost to Air Force. Week six map. So they could only get territory if New Mexico had any, and I doubt they did. Uh, yeah, you are right. They do not have yeah. territory. Anything they would have won from Arkansas, they would have lost to Air Force. San Jose is currently uh, Texas Longhorns territory. <laughs> that means someone beat them and lost to Texas, and, and I don't know. Let who. me see if I can even identify where Nashville is on a map. Oh, I think you this can do it. This map is not easy to to see state boundaries on well you know vandy don't have it they fucking suck fuck i might need to look at a regular map of the states because it that area is very crowded with territories <laughs> that's true college let me see college football territory map i'm gonna look at it right now this is good for everybody at home right it's mm, good see. for me uh week six Mm. Okay. Let me zoom in here. You're uh, in a region that's Hawaii and Georgia primarily. It appears to be Georgia territory. Yeah. Which is not surprising. Georgia did come to Vandy and whoop them early in the season. And Georgia hasn't lost since, so. Georgia has a lot of territory. Oh, man. Let me tell you. Vandy, technically in the SEC, the biggest, baddest conference out there. Has never belonged, and you really see it on game day when 90% of the stadium is another SEC's fan base, another SEC team's fan base. <laughs> right. Dude, Georgia came in like week two, and I went out to run an errand. Uh, I think Marsha and I went to the liquor store. We were going to a friend's place, and there was like 500 Georgia fans just walking up and down West End. No Vandy people in sight. Were you guys just, like, trying not to look too college-educated? <laughs> That's right. We didn't want to get fucking uh, dragged by a truck or anything. Um, and then same thing happened when LSU came a, a couple weeks later. Nothing but LSU fans stumbling drunk all over the sidewalk all night long. Uh, so, yeah, they, the opposing fan base takes over Nashville. Man, uh, Boise State's got just a huge swath of this country right now. Well, they got a lot of that Colorado, they have Nebraska. Most of Colorado and Nebraska. 
They got a, um, obviously they got and then some Boise all of area. Southern Southern Idaho and northern Nevada. But then they've got like down in Louisiana and Florida. They got some up here in what West West Virginia where they beat Marshall. Yeah, they did. Um well, Boise's all the undefeated teams are going to have some. I'm surprised Stanford has any. That's because they beat Washington last week. Yeah. And Stanford owns their own home territory, which is that's good. A nice situation, but not always a guarantee. And by the way, you look across the bay. <laughs> they've got uh Is that Cal? No, Cal must be the one above it. So their own territory is just the peninsula and is wait, no, is Berkeley not in Alameda? county i think it must be so what's up here what does arizona state have uh, vallejo well, who'd they beat did they beat sac state i'm confused <laughs> oh yeah it's a good question i don't know who they no, beat to get uh, sac, that territory sac state wouldn't be that far north is the trouble yeah, i don't know i don't know what they did to get that who did they beat i think they beat cal i think that's cal's territory uh you know, i mean okay i guess i could see cal is closer in a straight line from the center of each county yeah to those counties then stanford is i guess that would make sense looks like it looks like san francisco county is actually also uh arizona state yeah so i think they beat cal uh anyway sorry everyone uh nerds check out this map this is a thing that someone thought up just a couple of years ago this Mm -hmm. is a relatively recent uh, invention and in fact there are two maps yeah there's one that starts over uh, at the start of the season, and and one that is continual. Yeah, the all-time. Yeah, the all-time map. Uh, and it's simple. If you beat a team that holds a county, you take that county. Yes. So at the start of each season, the counties are apportioned to whichever 1A school is closest. Yeah. So San Jose State gets a pretty big piece of territory at the start of every year. Which, again, as you mentioned, is Texas burnt orange right now. Right now, it's Longhorns territory. Yeah. Um, it's actually separating three non-contiguous Stanford territories right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Stanford must have, uh, when they beat Washington, they must have claimed Nevada? Like, no, because Reno's up there where Oregon is. So, Reno, okay, so fucking what is over there uh you know what there's fresno? an animated gif of the season let's just take a must look. be fresno so yeah the bulldogs had that territory initially that's bulldogs territory yeah. then it became usc brigham young washington <laughs> it's been changing hands pretty often stanford yeah it was washington for two weeks and uh fresno for two weeks and they got one and of the USC la for two weeks they got one of the la schools yeah probably sc they got sc's territory okay Stanford so themselves starts out with just that small territory down there. Stanford themselves lost to USC, but I guess Washington must have beat them. And you were right. That is all Cal's territory up there. Yeah. So Cal it, was doing well until their quarterback got hurt. And now they're going to, now they're going to eat it. There've been a few merged territories, mostly in the middle of the country, but all, all of the territories in California are still, none of them have merged together. Yeah. Except the Cal territory merged with the Fresno State territory. That's the only one. It's a very interesting idea. Yeah. And I'm a little mad that I didn't think of it first. Although I'm not that mad because it would have taken me a long time to program this. I was going to say, then you'd have to take care of it. I would have to get some maps, APIs, and 
do some database work to, to label this all up. So I'm glad that I'm not the one who generates this map, but right. uh, I'm a little mad that I didn't think of it because, frankly, it's kind of the ultimate cribbage map. It's really, really good. It's And again, the fact that you can see who's going to, like, there are matchups for the coming week and you know what territory is at stake and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Pretty good stuff. Uh, that's Sports Roundup, I think. Yeah, I think so. It was way more than we intended to do. Yeah. Do you want to do a video games power hour to finish this yeah, one up? Let's do video games power hour and we can call it there. Video game power hour. That's such a fucking banger. That's really good. It just permanently bangs. It's really good, and then it also makes me want to hear the the subway one, the one that plays when you're on the sub because that one's really good. Uh, is that too. the one that goes? Da-da, 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 da-da. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so we've done forty uh, games to this point, which means I think we've played four rounds. Yes, this is the counterpart to nineties. Rock Band Power Hour, mm-hmm. where you ask me my personal ranking for video games. Yes, based on your experiences with them, what they mean to you, and I'd like you to start with a description of the game for the viewer at home, the player yeah. at home. Um, let's start with one that you're playing currently. Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. Okay, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp. We have two Animal Crossing entries on this list already. Mm-hmm. Well, the original all of them. and then Wild World. Yes. Uh, I have played all of them. So this was the f- mobile game. It's been out for about two years now. Yeah, I think it came out right around the time I moved. So that's about right. So it has some differences from the mainstream Animal Crossing games. Primarily, there are a bunch of quests that you have to do for each animal. Mm-hmm. So, whereas in the main games, you have a town and villagers move in and out, and you can sort of influence whether they move in and out. Yeah, if there's one that's a real piece of shit, you want yeah, them to by move. How you, by how you treat them. What Like, what and if you, you hit them in the head over and over again with, uh, with a bug-catching net? Well, they, they fume at you a little bit, <laughs> but it is definitely something that is fun to do. Yeah. <laughs> do they move, uh, though? Can you get them to move that way? And it's a game that has some features that you'd expect in a mobile game where, like, you have to play every day. Oh, yeah. Or else your town kind of goes to pot, villagers move out. Mm-hmm. It's not great. Um, but now it's a full-blown free-to-play game where you have a premium currency. Yeah. And you can do Right. You can do quests for villagers every so many hours and you have a limited inventory, but you can spend premium currency to get more inventory slots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So this is a big disappointment for fans of Animal Crossing because yeah. it loses a lot of its chill vibe. Yeah, like even though you did feel that pressure to play every day, it was like at least there was no pressure to spend additional money to keep up. Right. You had to log in, weed your town. Yeah, and like remember the whole the whole thing about Animal Crossing when it started was that oh it's so cool it plays in like real time. Right. So it knows what hour it is and You log in on Halloween and all the villagers are uh 
they spooky scary they're spooky scary yeah ghosts and stuff and like uh oh if you log in at this time of day there'll be different fish in the pond than at another time during the day or whatever like that was sort of the big thing and that's how they were i think they might have even been surprised by how addictive it was and how how much people needed to come back and play every day or whatever right but once you were playing like you picked up the town for a minute you threw the trash in the dump and Mm -hmm. then you were like your time was your own. Yeah. You had no goals. You could go fish yeah. if you were trying to catch something to put in the museum or just to check off of a list, but no one was uh, keeping track of that for you. Right. This game is not that. So in that respect, it's disappointing. Having said that, it has a couple of uh, it has a couple of things that I have kept me playing it over most mobile games in that time period. Okay. Number one, it still kind of feels like Animal Crossing yeah same it's all the same villagers they say the same wacky shit yes and the villager whoever does the localizing localization on that is pretty good because they the characters are still pretty odd and funny right uh they know when it's your birthday it's all the normal shit that an animal that you was cute and charming in animal crossing um also you can play it on the toilet that's right it's like that's what people are looking forward one, to most. The with last the couple Switch. have been mobile games too, right? So like for a game that for Animal Crossing where you really only have to log in for 10, 15 minutes a day, having it on a mobile platform makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but there's a difference between like carrying a th- Nintendo 3DS with you everywhere, and then you're the guy on the train playing the <laughs> 3DS, yep. and just having it on your phone. Right. Like no mobile platform is ever going to compete with the phone that's always in your pocket. Sure. So I have still been playing it. But I don't have amazing feelings about it. For me, this is going to come in right below F14 Tomcat. Yeah, you had told me that it was getting more and more microtransaction-y, that it had trended that direction. Yeah, it has. Uh, only for only for the segment of people who feel like, or who are completionists and want to have all of the furniture and unique clothing items that are released all the time mm-hmm. for those people it is a real grind so we have placed it now between two games that we are pretty sure are less games and more technology demonstrators yeah <laughs> f-zero was a, a tech demonstrator which had which had limited options f-14 tomcat i mean all you could do was take off and fly around and, and land like there were fighters out there but sometimes you just miss them <laughs> You know, I think you're right that that's a misplacement. Oh, that wasn't my intent. I was just clarifying. I think it actually goes in the new 35th slot. Oh, behind Defender of the Crown, but ahead of Video Pinball. Yeah, Defender of the Crown is unplayable. That's the trouble with it. (laughs) But it's cool. It's a problem. And uh, Video Pinball is very boring. Yeah. It has very limited options uh how did i play hundreds of hours of it i sure because did. it is very playable yeah yeah it's extremely playable understood all right um how about for the playstation colony wars okay so colony wars is the next generation of wing commander yeah i think it was supposed it doesn't to be. use wing commander's ip no but it almost uses Wing Commander's IP. <laughs> yeah, it replaces the Karathi. It makes it a war between two factions of humans, I think. Rebels and, and an empire of some kind. 
Right. But um, it's carrier-based combat. You take your fighters out. You dispatch capital ships and other fighters. They're aces. Mm -hmm. Branching mission tree, depending on success or failure. Yeah. Um, It was on a bunch of CDs, so you'd have to change discs when you got to the late game in the campaign. Ah, PSX. It... um, Looked a little better than Wing Commander. It did. It actually looked okay. Well, like, the fighters had shields and stuff that you'd have to take down before you could, like, shoot up their hulls. And there were cool shield shooting effects, I remember. Right. And uh, it was designed for its controller. Oh, yeah. Unlike Wing Commander, which is kind of like, maybe you use a keyboard, maybe you have a joystick. Yeah. It was a weird port. You'll work it out. Um, So... Uh, we always say so it's hard. people made that and it was cool how come they can't make something like that anymore that's correct yeah. so this is the thing is that I'm trying to isolate my feelings about playing the actual game from my earnest and heartfelt desire that this be a type of game again yeah a space just this same thing but like space combat but, flight but in a modern engine yeah uh, it did not, the, frankly, the IP in Wing Commander is a lot better. Yeah, for some reason. I think I'd give gameplay to Colony Wars. Yeah, what is it about the Wing Commander IP? It seems silly. But they do, it's very earnest. It's, they, they take it hyper serious, but you are fighting cats. That's right. <laughs> Big cats in space. They're like literal cats. <laughs> yeah. And they got names like Death Claw and Red Fang and everything. All so that stuff. Why, why not? I mean, you didn't get it right, but it's fine. It was Kaja the Fang, and it was Baktosh Redclaw. Or whatever. And, um... Some de- Daka, Daka Deathstroke? Deathstroke. That's yeah. one. Whatever. Um... I still have mostly good feelings about Colony Wars. I remember it had a great little encyclopedia in game, so you could look at all the capital ships, and it would tell you about them. Yeah. Why wasn't there more of it? Did it not do well? Did people not buy Colony Wars? That's what I always assume. I always assume, well, I guess I was the only one who liked it, because I mean, there was a Colony Wars 2, but it never, not after that, that was the end of it. Colony Wars is the new number 17. Ahead of Airport Tycoon, but behind uh, the weird, again, hyper-serious Final Fantasy VIII. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Airport Tycoon, an hour eater, but not a sophisticated game. All right, I got a really, I got one that I anticipate will do well, but I don't want to influence you. For the PlayStation 2, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yeah, uh, we have Vice City on this list already. Yes. Do we, and we have, I think, is Grand Theft Auto 4? 4, yeah, 4. 4 is down here in number 30. Yeah. So, you've held off so far. Yeah. On asking about the really good Grand Theft Autos. Okay. That's where we're going now. So. San Andreas was in the same, the same generation as 3 and Vice City, right? Or is it? Right. Yeah. No, it is. So it went 3, Vice City, San Andreas. Um, But San Andreas was huge. And it had, it was the first look at rural environments as well as urban ones yeah because it was instead of just doing a city it was supposed to do like all of california or whatever right and in and the ones that are set in new york they sort of treat the different 
fake boroughs like they're different cities, but they don't feel like that. Right. Because you're never not in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, San Andreas I think it had, is the, like, the gang that where, you, where you start, your whole your, your neighborhood, which is supposed to be, like, in L.A., but then there's a fake San Francisco, there's a fake Las Vegas. Right. Yeah. So the gang, the gang stuff, which hadn't been a huge part of Grand Theft Auto since it was two-dimensional. Right. Uh, comes back. There's even gang warfare. Yeah. In San Andreas. Um, it was the biggest and best of that generation of games. And I played it a lot. Also, it had that radio. It had great radio stations. Had K Rose um, and great place to listen to Amos Moses and uh, Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man. Yeah, the classic rock station. If you were gotten to a, like a Shamal or whatever. Yeah, definitely. If you wanted to hear Young Turks, that'd be the place to go. <laughs> Two tickets to Paradise, maybe. R.I.P. Paradise. Rest in peace, yeah. Eddie Money. Um. Yeah, so great radio. Um, you mentioned the Shamal. It was the first one to have flyable planes. Oh, that was so good. There too. was one seaplane in Vice City that was barely pilotable. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so it's just a big, big expansion. And you're right. This is a this is going to place high. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one too. I think this might be number five. So it's like. Uh, we're making a tier of games that are actually good, and then below that is TMNT, which was again sort of unplayable at a certain point once you got to a certain level, but was fucking boss. Yeah, that one's important for me. Yeah, and it was much less cartoony than the arcade game ones that came after it. Yes, and less arcadey. Like, definitely less arcadey. All right. Um, well, then let me uh, take you back in time to Moon Patrol for the Atari 2600. Well, Moon Patrol is a game where you pilot a moon buggy mm-hmm. on the moon and you jump over rocks and pits <laughs> and you shoot at various rocks. Things. There's some, sometimes it's rocks. And when you get to level five, missiles start coming up behind you. And that's when you're in the shit, really. And then you're in trouble, because you can jump over them, sort of. <laughs> if you're lucky. It's not easy. Yeah. And then um, if you beat level five, you just go back to level one, but now the missiles are still there. So uh, yeah. It's one of those, there are really five distinct stages, and they just get harder. And But frankly, I rarely got past level four. So. Yeah. And that was about as complex as an Atari game could get, really. Right. Uh... I don't recall the music being anything special. I don't recall. There's kind of nothing to recommend this game. All right. This is... Uh, sounds like we're headed for the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, we're we're coming down here. And in fact, Whoa! I'm afraid to say <laughs> Moon Patrol is slotting right in behind California games. It's worse, it's worse than California games. California games just had more variety. It's true. You could hacky sack, man. You could hack yeah. a sack and you could surf and you could do... BMXs, BMXs, and um, maybe BMX stunts. Could you do stunts? Were there two? Was there a downhill and a stunts? There might have been a stunts one. I know in winter games there was hot dog and also ski jump, ski ski jump and hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So only Jet Moto, (laughs) the Jet the Jet Moto floor remains. Sorry, Jet Moto. But come on, man, Mountain Dew or whatever. Yeah, Team Butterfinger. I get it. Um, we still have never been able to pull another sponsor from that game. 
for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Super Mario Bros. 2. Alright, everybody knows the story of this game. They thought Super Mario Bros. 2 was too hard for America, so they rebranded another game. Yes. Having said that, it's pretty playable. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I'm glad they did that and that they didn't just give us a Mario Bros. Part 2. Because what you talked about, the Mario Bros. 2 that was too hard for us, that's just Mario Bros. But it's just harder. more Mario Brothers levels. Yeah. It's not even... I don't think it's even 32 more Mario Brothers levels. Yeah. So... so this yeah, they're is, harder and there's a weird mushroom that can kill you. Ooh. This one is... um, uh, It's a different play, play style for sure. Because, like, the different characters have different strengths. Yes. Some dig better. Cause there's a lot I mean, Mario doesn't really have any strengths. Yeah, he's the all Luigi around. can jump way farther, but it can be kind of hard to control his flailing legs. Yep. And the princess can float and Toad digs real fast. Yep. Which digging turns out to be a pretty important part of this game. Yeah, whatever this game was supposed to be. Instead of fireballs, you pick up vegetables and throw them at people. Mostly <laughs> turnips, I think. Whatever this game was supposed to be, it was it had a lot of digging. And you end up in, you know... In Egypt, and you're digging into weird pyramids and suns and weird masks are chasing you all around. There's Birdo, but then there's also, like, Ostro. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh... Shy guys. Canonically, this is all a dream that Mario had, but then a bunch of these enemies started showing up in later Mario games. Yeah, it turns out he had powers. He was a seer of some kind. Yes, he definitely had a vision. A prophetic vision of Shy Guys. What I remember was a disproportionate amount of the events of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show included elements from <laughs> Mario 2. I think that must just have been from the time that it happened. That must but be. you're right. All of the cartoons would be like, Birdo is a main big yeah, character. And Shy Guys. And you gotta uh, right. hit him with a vegetable. And you're like, what? That's not real Mario, but... Uh, it was also, the, uh, also a game that I got when I got the Nintendo. So I had this from day one of having a Nintendo. Uh, I liked this game. It was beatable, too. Like, it was not... They were right. I mean, it was easier than Mario Brothers. You could get all the way to Wart and hit him with some veggies. Yeah, you could could beat Wart. I think I only beat Wart a couple of times, but that was mostly because I... Like, I'd play to the one where you're jumping on the whales, and then I'd be like, I've had enough of this game. (laughs) That's right. God, if only we could save back then. (laughs) Because you had to play a certain (laughs) amount, and then you'd be like... I'm fucking done. I don't want to keep doing this. Yeah, this is enough for now. Yeah. Um, it's not as good as Super Mario Brothers 64. Okay. So that keeps it in the bottom part of our list. But it's, it's probably better. It's right there, though. It's probably better than uh, Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, Dynasty Warriors 9, the great disappointment. It's going to be Dynasty Warriors, but open world. No, they had no idea how to do it. So number 32 for now. Super Mario Bros. 2. That's right. And I got another number two for you. Uh, Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2. The second of the uh, Mass Effects. Depending on who you ask, maybe the best of them. This is the one I played at least half of. Mass Effect 1 had a lot of uh, driving around a tank on planet surfaces and like... Collecting resources and stuff, and Mass Effect 2 is a little more streamlined. Uh, I like the Mass Effect games. I just reinstalled Andromeda last night. That's the one everyone hated, right? Yeah, no one liked it. And um, going back to it, I see some of their points. The anim- There's a lot of 
cutscenes of people talking. Yeah. A lot of close-ups on faces talking, and they're deep in the uncanny valley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Mass Effect. But it's games... still massive. It's still Mass Effect. So this is a third-person shooter. Yep. With a limited use of like magical powers, essentially. Yeah. Biotic yeah. powers. Yeah, depending on what kind of play play depending style on how you, you roll want. your character. Yeah. Um, it's a deep RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it focuses on relationship building. There's and a lot of politics in it. Does that mean sexing? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. So in Mass Effect 2, you can, right before the final mission, you know how uh, Cloud and Tifa probably do it on those rocks? I don't know. To me, it's a real Jean-Luc Picard situation. I mean, they definitely <laughs> cut away and no one's putting their boots on or anything. Right. Afterwards. God, can but you imagine how bad that would have looked? The animation. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see any of those characters' feet not in those <laughs> boots. Uh, so there is, like, yeah, you can you can basically choose from most of your ship companions to romance. And there is one sex scene where you might see a blue nipple or something right hey, at the end. I got an idea, video game makers. How about we Knock don't off. encourage people to have sex with their coworkers? <laughs> yeah. Mixing business and yeah. pleasure. Jesus. Now, I will say that these are people... Sort of as in Final Fantasy VII. It takes a lot of cues from Final Fantasy VII, hmm. I think. Uh, they are sort of at maybe, you know, face-to-face face face with the end of the galaxy. Oh. Maybe normal workplace conduct rules don't seem... The stakes. Yeah, the stakes are real high. Yeah, yeah, so, whatever. But anyway, you know, you can fuck a, a robot or an alien or whatever you want. Isn't this kind of mechanic the entire reason those Dragon Age games were made? Isn't the, don't those games only exist so that people can bang the characters? I don't know. I never played a dragon. I Age. also have not. I've heard that the, that you are that that is sort of the main thing about it. And there are a lot of games where it's like, oh no, but this one's got this one's got real sexy stuff in it. Like uh, I think the Witcher games are supposed uh, to be like that. Yeah, yeah. I've a lot heard of that. a lot of video game sex in the witcher they might even show a dong i tried to play of a witcher and i played 10 minutes of it and hated it so intensely i felt the same way although i did enjoy a let's play of one of the witchers so i think i did not enjoy the action no no, maybe i shouldn't have jumped in and played the witcher one oh maybe i should have waited till they'd figured out the control scheme a little more or something because i played for 10 minutes got motion sick and went to bed <laughs> that is the, that's what happened to you with mass effect too <laughs> just yesterday yep, or whatever. i gotta remember to sit a little further back when i play mass effect yeah all right so mass effect 2 right mass effect 2 uh this is again it's, it's pretty good okay the shooting works like the gameplay's fun in mass effect and then also the endless just reading about weird alien species in a codex. This is sort of the colony wars thing you described. Yeah, this has got a good encyclopedia that you can play yeah. with. So, uh, this might be for me above Pokemon Y. Okay. And right behind the initial, the original Animal Crossing. Yeah. Number nine for now. Uh, let's see. Forza Horizon 3. Ah. Forza Horizon 3 is an open world racing game where in the sort of in the Gran Turismo mode Mm -hmm. where you start out with a car and you earn money and you continually buy better and better cars and tune them up and you take them around and you do races. Okay. But it's open world. So the races are all like 
some of them are circuits, so you just end up where you started, but a bunch of them are point to point. So you can do a race and end up somewhere else in the world. You there are these big festivals all throughout the land that you're sort of opening. Did that one take place in Australia? Forza Horizon Three is in Australia. Okay. Um, it's fairly recent, 2017 maybe. Although there's already a Forza Horizon Four. Yes. Uh, it is. Uh, it's a very pretty game. They figured out how to make racing games look good all the way ago. back with Need for Speed 3. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time so, ago. Although yeah, I'm dude. sure if you played them now, you'd be like, ugh, this looks like ass. Oh, but and it would drive I remember playing too. that and being like, fuck, man, I could see reflections I of know. the trees in the back window. That was the big one for Need for Speed 3 was as you passed stuff, you'd be like, oh my God, look at those reflections. Holy yeah. shit. But uh, cars have looked good for a long time. And they again, they continue to look real good in Forza Horizon. All of the individual stuff you can do is pretty cool. Like they've got a system where you can uh, go out with a drone and look for uh, barn finds. Okay. Like cars that have been abandoned in barns Ooh. and then they get fixed up for you. The problem with this game is that the content is like weirdly limited. Hmm. So I played it for a month and at the end of that month, there was nothing left for me to do. Oh, Except for, like, do online races against strangers, and I hate that. You can't have an open-world game where you run out of shit. Yeah, I just, like, there's 19 barn finds in the game, and I found them all. Oh. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's frustrating at that point. That you're like, well, why did you introduce this system? It's uh, And then, like, maybe if there were 800 of them. Yeah. But there's nine, there's 19 or 20 of them, so you're done as soon as you started. That's kind of wild. Huh. And I had I had, like... You know, it's just like, uh, I still don't have an S rank on this one race. I could go and grind that race out, get the exact right car and grind that race out or whatever. Right. But I just kind of ran out of shit to do that wasn't just completionism. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it for the month I was playing it, and I don't regret buying it, but it's not, you know, at the end of the day, is a good game I wanted more of. Okay. So... This is maybe... Um, In terms of racing games on this thing, basically all we have is like a Mario Kart and F-Zero, right? Yep. But I will dip into a racing game every so often. Okay. Uh, this, uh, I'm going to put in at 22. So ahead of the SimCity for SNES, but behind the accidental, the fucking Atlantis of Legend of Lagaya. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. A great mistaken pickup from Blockbuster. Yeah. Although Legend of Mana also would have been great. (laughs) The one we meant to get would have been great. Yeah. But, you know, when you get home, realize you grabbed the wrong game because it was behind the right box and it starts with Legend. Yep. And then you put it in and you're like, what the fuck is this? Oh, it's an RPG. You play it for a while and you're like, I got it. It's a JRPG. Yeah, basically any JRPG of that era, you'd be like, I guess I'll just play it. Oh, it's got move move combos. Uh, I did did a cool move combo on these Mantoids. It's got the Mantoids that look like they're hitting some bongos. Um, put on standing in the shadows of love it goes great with these mantoids <laughs> and I was big into Motown at that era so that's probably that probably happened many times um, I'm gonna get you with a, hit you with another biggie here uh, Final Fantasy 6 or 3 for the SNES this was the first one we played yeah this was like after we'd played Led, uh, Secret of Mana so you that's going to inflate this. Like, it's going to make this an important game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got it used. 
Yeah, we did. There was one save slot. The character was named Vagina, and he had been wandering around in the desert. Something like 10 hours or something. For a bunch of hours. Yeah. So that person, I understand why they sold it back. They were not taking advantage of it. So in this era, some games were crazy expensive. If they had like the extended memory on it and everything like that. This one was probably a straight $100 game. Yeah. So even used, I think I paid like full video game price or whatever. Yeah. $119.93. So what is that? $500 today? (laughs) A million? I don't know. Is it like one? Is it like $100,000? That's probably $100,000 today. Uh, and I had so seen my friend of- playing it at his house, and then I was like, "All right, I got. I guess I got to get this." I'd seen him like playing in the Phantom Forest. I was like, "I got to get right. this shit." And we hadn't played any other RPGs. We would played yeah. Secret of Mana, yeah, which is like an action, which was another Square game. Uh-huh. But that game plays very differently. It has three characters, right? This game has fourteen main I think characters. That's right. Yeah, two of them are kind of shitty, but yeah, they each have special traits, and you can sort of put your parties together at will it's a big game it's split into two parts big stakes uh, yeah big stakes this game was isn't isn't was a lot of fun this is near the top of everybody's list often when you see all the final fantasy games ranked this was like um the before 3d like this this the right. evolution had led to here. This was the culmination yeah. of the sprite-based Final Fantasies. Right. And the, the next one had TV commercials and shit, right? Yes. Um this is, this is one that I put hund- hundreds of hours into. Okay. Uh did obsessive bit leveling before I went anywhere. Yeah, we were always constantly just fucking overleveled. Still fucked some stuff up. Definitely remember using super balls in the mage tower. <laughs> Because <laughs> you didn't come prepared. Just brought just brought a bunch of mages or whatever you're not supposed to do. Yeah, you can't use magic or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> but but yeah, uh this is a big game, lots of music from this game, the opera scene and so on, ultras. This is an important game. Uh I'm gonna put it in at number four. So ahead of Red Dead Redemption one, the first one, and Behind an all-time platformer, Super Mario Bros. 3. Yep. Super Mario Bros. 3 is almost a perfect game. It's pretty fucking choice. Oh, man, you get the different suits. You get the hammer yeah, bro or the, suit. the frog. The frog suit is cool. It just it feels so good to swim around in the frog suit. It's so smooth. Yeah, but there's so few water levels. Yeah, it's true. Uh, staying with Mario, we're going to do Super Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, Double Dash was my favorite of the Mario Karts. Yeah. So you had two characters. You could switch them around for whatever reason. But it had great courses. We played so much Double Dash Battle Mode. Hell yeah. Uh, This is maybe... It's hard to imagine that there will ever be another... Because all the Mario Karts now are race online against assholes. Yeah, really. And that's never what I want. And I will never have four people together in a room to play it. That's true, <laughs> though we're not kids anymore, so like... Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one. I ain't gonna have my adult friends over to... Yeah, everybody has jobs and kids. Yeah, to Mario Kart. Actually, we did play our friends' kids at Mario Kart not that long ago. Hey, would you be surprised to know that they smoked us? No, not even a little. Fuck. I was pretty confident, too, because like, I've always been good at Mario Kart. 
and I went in there and I was like, I'm going to fucking beat these kids. And I beat them on the first race and I did some real good dancing. And then they went, oh, fuck this old guy. And they fucking throttled us for the next Not, several matches. Yeah, yeah if I'm going to beat a kid in an online game, it's going to have to be a pay to win. That's right. I've got, I got a credit more card, money, kid. kid. <laughs> I, make kid, I can outspend dad. you for sure. Your dad's poor. Um, He's poor because he has you. I don't have kids. That's right. You're his weakness. I'm not accountable to anyone. <laughs> I spent eight hundred dollars on this game this month. <laughs> uh, that's so yeah. But this, um, this it was good. I was always fortunately um, we're putting games in here that are just pushing Ninja Turtles down. I know it's. I mean, again, it it was a difficult game to actually play. Uh, in Double Dash, I was always. Uh, Baby Bowser and Toad, and I called it PTI, because Baby Bowser looked like Hornheiser and Toad looked like <laughs> Wilbon. Uh, I think I usually played the Koopa Troopas. That makes sense, yep. In Double Dash. Uh, all right, I got one more for you. It's that Star Wars game that you play these days. What, the Old Republic? Yeah, the Old Republic. Oh, boy, I'm kind of falling off of the Old Republic. Oh, no! Yeah, the well, here's the thing. So I've got Star Trek Online pretty high up here just from the number of hours. Right, it's at 16 right now. <laughs> the uh, the Old Republic, the gameplay is even worse. No, how is it even possible? Well, because it's this, on the ground, it's the same. Oh. You fucking smash your buttons to, to wipe people out. It, you're it's a powerful Jedi, but it takes two minutes to kill a guy. <laughs> it's right. In the, in the movies, they always just stab right through it, dude, and he's just dead. like, I, I can see that I'm hitting him with my lightsaber. He's not blocking it. Why is he still alive? <laughs> right. That guy's a smuggler. Yes, yeah, so the, the way those games get harder is the guys have more and more hit points, and that's it. Right. They, so, the, like, this is sort of a fundamental problem with online RPGs is that the gameplay can't be satisfying mm-hmm. because you have to have something that you can like just run up raw numbers that are better than the other people playing. Yeah. Cause that's how they sell the end game gear. Right. Yep. The, um, the IP is better. Okay. So, yeah. Well, Star Trek has always kind of suffered in that. Well, and it's but the problem with Star Trek online is that all you can do in this game is fight. Yeah. And that's not Star Trek. That's, Certainly not what it was supposed to be. But the gameplay is better because at least in Star Trek Online, when you're fighting in space in your ships, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's actually okay. That's decent. And it makes sense that it takes a while to, like, in Star Trek, when you shoot someone with a phaser, one of two things happens. They fall over. Right. Or they become a red mist. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing, like, phasers are very deadly in Star Trek. That's true. But when you're on the ground and you're just uh, shooting at the same uh, Borg or like wild dog and right. you're just shooting them over and over again for 30 seconds before they die, it doesn't make any sense. Whereas if the ship, if a fight between two ships takes 45 seconds, that doesn't, that doesn't feel weird. Right, right. So it's worse than that. Yeah, worse but it's got all games, the good frankly. Star Wars stuff, all the good names. It's got some names. Races. It's got those, got those good robots that work for the great. It's got those robots. <laughs> those guys I like. Yep. Uh, welcome to number 32. Oof. Okay. Star Wars The Old Republic. So, wow. So worse than Keith Courage and Alpha Zones, I assume, just for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you uh, jump around and swing a sword. Yeah, the great music, of course. 
Yeah. Uh, but ahead of Tetris. So, this is like when I always say that if someone saw my rock band of the 90s list, they would be very upset with me. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, because Nirvana is down at like 14 or whatever, but then... Right, and you're like, yeah, I like Bush better. What of it? <laughs> yeah, deal with it. You have Tetris. Kurt Cobain killed himself before I was even listening to the radio. Nirvana's not special to me. Yeah. And Tetris is a timeless classic, but it's behind Keith Courage and Elvis Holmes. <laughs> Guess it's your own personal opinion. All right. Well, we did it again. I mean, we did another 10, so we're up to 50. Jet Moto remains at the bottom, but we did have some entries in the top 10 this week. Uh, we had Final Fantasy 3 slash 6. We had San Andreas and Double Dash. Uh, What's out there that could beat Jet Moto? Got a worse game than Jet Moto. Red Red Faction. Did you play what? that? What were those other? What were the other PS2 games we got the night we Here's the found thing. Dynasty Warriors two? I remember so little about them that it would be hard <laughs> for me to even bring them up. I have no. I mean, I think that was one of them. There was a, a Red Faction game. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Um, I haven't done Midnight Club yet. How do you feel about Midnight Club? <laughs> Midnight Club's not going to score real high. <laughs> so you know, there's stuff. There's stuff out there. I mean, Mom liked it. That was so weird. Yeah, mom wanted to always drive around in Midnight Club. Drive around and look at the city. Yeah, she'd she'd like the one of the new Grand Theft Autos if you could figure out a way to play it without committing crimes. Yeah, it's not really possible. It's much harder to do it legally. Uh, do people do LPs where they try to f- follow the rules? I think so. Because that seems five thousand times harder. Well, you have no turn signal, so that's very limiting in uh, in and of itself. That's true. Well, you'd have to make special exceptions for activities that you couldn't do in the game. But, like, even just, like, stopping at red lights, like, the driving physics are not meant for that. No, it is not designed for driving at slow speeds and stopping normally. You have to go zero to fucking 100 in one second. It's just really not designed to follow traffic laws. All right, well, hey, guys, we wasted a lot of time today. Next time's a Star Trek. Yeah, it is. It's week 68, and we're watching Elon of Troyes. You've already seen it, and I assume you loved it? Time will uh, tell. Well, <laughs> the main character does a lot of outfit changes, and most of them don't have sides. Oh, so. I got something to look Enjoy forward that. to. Yeah. It's real Star Trek costume design. We're watching Hollow Pursuits. That's the one where the, the guy makes his friends on the holodeck, but he makes them bad. It's going to be a lot like worst case scenario that we watched in week 66, but... Uh, More cringing, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, family business, speaking of cringing... Moogie! Fern- Ferengi sexual politics are going to be center stage. Is Commander Sisko even in this episode? No, but maybe there will be world building we'll points. We'll see. Uh, Scorpion part two. Going to find out. If Electric Captain Borgaloo. Can make that deal with the Borgs. Electric Borgaloo, did you hear it? I did hear it. Okay. And I trust that the people on the when they listen to this will hear it. I don't know, who cares? And hatchery. I already told you what my headcanon for that is. Yeah. Something about birds. Alright. Well, uh that's what we're doing. Um send us more mail. The, we were a little light in the mail, and I think part of it was we didn't have a call me Barry, but um so send that stuff over at the Twitter machine that is uh, at BrotherDate. You can send us email, brothersofbrotherdate.com. You can go to brotherdate.com and check out some of the old projects we worked on. Um, See all the brothers. The mystery third brother. Yeah. Guido. Danzaniel. Oh, we had, <laughs> it turns out there's four brothers. A bunch of brothers. <laughs> so many brothers on Brother Date. Um, and then uh, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. SoundCloud. 
not these are platforms that that exist (laughs) and you know uh, as always so as you believe so shall you do so shall you do so as you believe so shall you do I, I, I'm so... I don't know what's happening. I type worse every day. It's MS. I know what it is. It's MS. But <laughs> yes, you and I both have MS, and it, we just have different symptoms. <laughs>